Hey there, welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also a speaker, author, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If this is your first time here, the Claim the Stage podcast is all about public speaking, and I'm here to help women get better at the skill, get more comfortable, get more confident, and learn everything they need to know to be better on stage. Today's episode, I'm very excited about as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about all the episodes, let's be honest, but I'm really excited about this episode because I get to highlight three of the Speaker Sisterhood members who I have had the privilege of witnessing give at least 10 speeches over the last year in our Speaker Sisterhood Club in South Hadley, Massachusetts. The three members are Jolie Hamilton, Rosamond Wilson, and Cecile Lackey. And as you're going to hear in this episode, they all joined for very different reasons. They all work in totally different industries, and they all have different goals, but they all acquired the same thing over the course of the last year. And that is more comfort in who they are, more confidence in the world, and the acknowledgement that this is something that they can do and that they're actually really good at. So I'm excited to share their stories with you. And I guess the the reason I decided to do this episode is because I've had the honor of sitting in Speaker Sisterhood Club meetings every other week and watching them give speeches and just feeling like, wow, they are so impressive. They're so amazing and courageous and real. And I just, I really wanted to share them with you because they're just amazing women. And I think that they deserve to have their story told. And I also just think it's such a gift to you to get to hear more from them about what this journey has meant to them. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I'm the founder of the Speaker Sisterhood. And I'm also a member, kind of like that guy who did the um, the hair club for men. I always laugh. I'm not just a member. I'm also the president. <laughs> I decided after I wrote the curriculum last year that I love the curriculum so much that I wanted to become a member and go through it with them. So I joined a club and I love I love being part of it in this way and just getting to do the work alongside everybody else and, and witness their growth as well. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and, and really get a glimpse into what Speaker Sisterhood is. And if you've been considering joining or if you've been thinking about building your public speaking skills alongside other women who are on the same journey, if you've been thinking about career goals that you've had a hard time accomplishing and you're looking for a new way to build confidence in yourself so that you can accomplish those goals, this is the place to do it. And you can check out any of our clubs anytime. We have three that meet online. So if you don't have a club in your community, you can go on our website, speakersisterhood.com, go to the club directory, find the virtual club, email our club leader, and come and check it out as a guest. Everyone can check out a meeting for free. So you can just see what it's like, see if it's for you, and uh, get started on your own journey. You probably will be surprised at what you find. (laughs) (laughs) which you'll hear from our members in today's episode. But before we jump into that, today's episode is brought to you by two sponsors, and I want to share a little bit about who they are and what they do. Our first sponsor is Studio. Studio is a headphone company, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also as an accessory. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. So if you've done any shopping for headphones, you probably already know this. 
But Studio emphasizes a modern Scandinavian design that matches the quality of even the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. Pretty awesome. So they offer several styles, and I have the earbud style, and I have the larger noise-canceling headphones. I got the earbuds last year, and they've been great for running and exercising because the wire goes behind your head, not in front, and they don't fall out of your ears while you're in motion. So they were perfect for training for a 10K earlier this year. And if you if you listen to music or podcasts while exercising, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so these are actually designed to go behind your head, and they're, they're great. They just stay put, and you don't have to worry about them falling out. I also have the, the noise-canceling headphones. They're called the Klar, and these are they use Bluetooth technology, and they allow you to press mute on the world around you so you can immerse yourself into the music. And I love these for when I'm writing and like when I'm putting together a book or I'm writing a blog post because you just go into your computer. It's just you, the music, and your screen. No distractions. You're just in it. Like People say in the zone. This is you are you're in the zone. <laughs> so you get 30-plus hours of playtime before recharging. They're awesome. So you can get either of those. They have tons of other styles as well. So if you want to check them out for yourself or get a gift for a friend, you can use my discount code STAGE at checkout to get 15% off any purchase and free worldwide shipping. So you can go to studio.com slash US to see all of their options. They also have a special promotion going on until the end of December that offers a free gift box with every purchase. I'll also put the link in the show notes as well. So definitely check them out, studio.com. They have really cool headphone designs, great quality. If you love music, if you love just being able to lose yourself in in your music, this is uh, perfect for you. Our second sponsor today is Told Video. They offer original, thoughtful storytelling for your brand, and they're here to help you with your next step in marketing, a meaningful video. Let your story out into the world. Get it told. Learn more at toldvideo.com. I also want to mention that Told Video just made us a video about membership, about the history of Speaker Sisterhood. It has testimonials from some of our members, and we just put it up on our site. It's at speakersisterhood.com. If you go to the join page, you'll see our new video made by them where I tell the story about how the Speaker Sisterhood came to be. You can hear some of my speeches. You can meet some of our members. It's really, it's really well done and it's a really nice video so if you're thinking about a video to tell your story definitely check out toldvideo.com all right so that's everything for today's introduction i hope you're excited to hear from our members and learn more about the magic of the speaker sisterhood without further ado here you go all right jolie hamilton welcome to the show thanks for having me yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you. You're a member of Amber's South Hadley Mass Club, which I'm also a member of, and it's been an honor to get to watch you give speeches and gather feedback and grow and learn and just continue to offer your creativity and amazing experiences and just your unique style. I just love, and I thought you'd be a great addition to this episode because you just finished the first curriculum, the speaker, the secret life of speaking up. And I wanted to hear about your experiences. So before we jump into that, I thought it'd be good to just give the audience a sense of who you are. So what do you do and and what do you talk about? Okay. Well, what do I talk about? I tend to be a little eclectic and all over the place, but at core, I talk about relationships and that means I also talk about sex. 
I'm a certified sex educator. So I talk about how people can have more love in their life and how they can get to know themselves better so that they can love better, if that makes sense. And what I do professionally, I write my dissertation. <laughs> right now, I'm just writing and writing and writing so that I can get those letters after my name and coaching most of the time. And why did, or when did you join Speaker Sisterhood? So I joined in October of 2017, which was right when my grad school classwork was ending. I was like, okay, now I can finally do this. I'd been meaning to do it for a year and finally jumped in a year ago now, a little over a year now. So what made you want to join? Well, I was really scared. I'm not scared of speaking at all. And I know that that's probably a common reason why people come in to Speaker Sisterhood. But I wasn't scared of speaking, but I was scared of being in a group again. I, it had been a long time since I had joined anything, like joined, that just that word even, like joined into anything. So I was scared and I was really scared to be in a group of women and trust that that process would be okay for me. And I decided that it was just time to step into the, the fear of it and go ahead and do it. Did the experience surprise you based on whatever you were bringing in from past experiences? It definitely did. I was most surprised by how the structure of the group held space for everyone to be at a different place. It was totally all right that everybody had a different comfort level with speaking, that everybody was walking in with different emotional reactions because we had this format to follow. And so the format let us be ourselves and let us just be where we were and, and really be coming together for that two hours in a comfortable way. I felt like I, I melted right into the group right away. What did it feel like to give your first speech? It was all tingly. I, I didn't <laughs> know it would feel that way, but it was exactly like running my first 5K. It was like I, was, I, I said, I'm going to do this, and I got all those tingles up the back of my neck, and I stood up, and at the end of it, I had a full-on runner's high, and I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I sat back down and that, that thought just settled. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a profound moment. How did you know that that was what that feeling meant? I've only had that feeling a few times in my life and they've all been pivotal, really pivotal times. When I first picked my graduate school, the first time I ran a distance of any length, the first time I lifted a really, really, really heavy weight, and then the first time I had a baby. <laughs> and so it fell into like, it, it was like, it, it, it felt just like that. So it was like, it was another point in my life. Like, oh, really? This is why, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Pay attention to this. Yeah, exactly. It gave me all the signs. What changed as you continued to give speeches? I think the thing that changed the most was I learned to trust my ability to speak on my own, to, to not need notes. I had been in a graduate program where there was a lot of focus on hitting your time. Like you have 20 minutes, never go over. If you hit 21, people will be angry with you. Always have your notes. And so almost everybody had started reading. They would write something out and then they would read it. And I had started doing that. So I'd practiced that way of speaking for three years. And it felt really unnatural. I had gone to academic conferences and I'd spoken that way. I'd done some podcasts and some things. And I just, I really didn't like it. And I had started teaching and I never, ever, ever taught that way. Never. But I had sort of assumed this position of, okay, I have to, I have to hit my timing by having these exact words to say. 
And as I started giving speeches, I got to, I think I got to number six and I, well, I'll be honest. Okay. I got to number six and I didn't know I was supposed to be speaking. I had forgotten that I was supposed (laughs) to be speaking. And so, but I didn't want to say anything. So I just stood up and gave it and everyone loved it. Like I just stood up and off the cuff gave the speech and it was great. And so that was a turning point. Like, oh, I can just speak. I know what I need to say. I wrote down three words in, you know, quickly before I walked up. So I had these three words to ground me and then I just did it and it was fine. And that was the next, the next moment of knowing, oh, I really, really can become a speaker and I can trust myself to do this correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there anything that didn't change for you over the year? Ooh, I think the thing that didn't change was that I'm, I'm still not scared of it. Like, even though the things have gotten harder, the, the tasks have gotten a little harder, I'm not scared. And the fact that I'll still just, I'll say anything. I am hard to embarrass. I'll just say anything. <laughs> you will. That's the It's true. I think you make the whole it's group true. blush sometimes. Yeah. It's great though. It's really <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so the curriculum is 10 speech exercises that it took about a year to complete. What were your key takeaways at the end of the curriculum? So my key takeaways were to always look forward and to reflect mindfully. I had to stop myself from always looking back at my story for the places where I got hurt, the places where I was wounded and injured, and let myself turn and look forward instead. And and not forget about the past, but reflect in these sort of mindful, enclosed ways. Like, okay, I'm going to give this speech about, about love or about truth or... And, I'm going to look back, but not dwell, not get sucked back into the past. And I I used to do that a lot. So I started turning my eyes forward more. And I think that was the biggest takeaway. And the other was to just be myself and trust that people would like what I had to say. And I guess more importantly, that they would like me and that would be okay. I had to trust that my, my weird self was totally worth spending 12 minutes to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) When you say reflecting on your stories and not getting caught up in in the difficult parts, you're talking about when you're writing your speeches? Yeah, writing and then practicing and getting, it's, it was just, it was easy to turn back and, and get sucked into the darker moments and get hung up on them and, and experience them again emotionally. And, and really, I guess, be trauma triggered, right? Like just sort of get caught. And what I realized is that I didn't have to get caught because telling the story in a, in a way that was comfortable for a group of people who I didn't necessarily know very well was fine and was complete in itself. And that I didn't have to feel like I was in that old moment to tell the story. And that was different for me. I used to get, I used to go deep into the moment and then be captured by it. And it was like being stuck in the mud. And now I can tell those stories and just move on with my day and not have them haunt me. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think it's also an act of service to your audience too, because you're not asking them to now take care of your feelings because you got into the story. You're, you're taking them into something that could benefit them and then kind of creating a space for learning. Exactly. So that's a better way to put it. I, I think I, I remembered that the speech was for them. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And having these people 
take the time to listen to me was an opportunity to share a little piece of my journey for them rather than making it all about me. And it was, it's been great. Mm -hmm. What would you say to another woman who might be unsure if she should spend the time and money to do this type of training? I would say that this is not about speaking so much as it's about working your own inner material and giving yourself an opportunity to to delve a little bit, to, to dive in a little bit to whatever, because speaking will give you an opportunity to do whatever else you need to do. It's not just about the learning to speak. We can all learn to stop saying um, but there's something more behind it. And I think it's a great opportunity to live into that Eleanor Roosevelt quote, just do something that scares you. Whether it's the speaking that scares you or the connecting or or just having a deadline. I mean, plenty of people in my group I know struggle with the deadlines. That's not my issue, but but having the deadline and practicing like I'm going to do this anyways. I'm going to prioritize me for for this week. I'm going to pr- prioritize writing this speech and giving this speech and going to my group. As a mother, I have a you know like a million children and <laughs> it's hard to prioritize my stuff. And this was another opportunity to do that. So yeah, it's worth it because we're worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's been a great opportunity for me to realize that my kids need to see me doing these things, not just saying I'm going to do those things, but actually watch, watch me. I've, I've made them listen to all my speeches, different <laughs> ones, never all in one place at one time, but they've listened to different speeches as I practice them. And I know if I can tell a speech to a 15 year old and have them understand it, that, you know, everybody will, everybody will get it. Yeah. That's a great way of, of testing your material. What would you say you do differently now as a result of membership? Everything. (laughs) Everything. No, this was a game changer for me. This was as big for me as going to grad school for psychology. Now I know that my path forward has to include two things that I had almost written off. One is speaking publicly and the other is connecting to women. And I had, I had gotten so scared that I, I almost withdrawn into my shell and I'm not really comfortable in my shell. (laughs) So it, it changed everything. I have my full capacity back and I had surrendered a bunch of it about 10 years ago. So yeah, that's a big, a big regain. What does it feel like to have that back? Uh, well, I, I mean, the somatic response is like, it, it's, it's melty. I can feel it in my, in my heart, in my chest. I can feel that, that tingling, warm sensation of wholeness. I can't think of a better word. I, I, I hesitate to use that word because I, I know that we're all whole but I can feel all the parts of me. It's like I called all the parts of me back to myself and said, no, those are my things. It doesn't matter if they make other people slightly uncomfortable or if somebody said I shouldn't do this or somebody said I shouldn't speak my truth or they don't want to hear my story. Those are my shoes. It's the most whole I have felt in a decade. Wow, that's amazing. Is there anything else you want to share? Just to try it. I think people should give a shot to getting into a group of, of women and just speak their truth. Just try it. Stand up. I go to your first meeting and stand up out of the chair for two minutes and say something because you'll probably surprise yourself. 
Yeah, I totally agree. That's what we see over and over and over again. It's just, and I'm always sitting in the group going, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Transformation. Right. So cool. Well, Jolie, thanks so much for coming on to the to the, on my podcast and sharing some of your story. I think you are on the way to just becoming a huge speaker. And I think everyone should follow you too and follow your story and follow your work. You just, you do great work. And it's just been a really wonderful opportunity to witness your, your growth and your journey. I appreciate it. My website is my name. So it's just JolieHamilton.com. They can find me there if they're looking for me. Excellent. Well, thanks again. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Angela. Bye. All right, Rosamond, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to talk with you today about your journey over the last year, maybe a year and a half of being a member of Speaker Sisterhood. And before we jump into that, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do professionally and why you decided to join Speaker Sisterhood? All right. I am a functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, and I work with women to help them resolve nagging issues and to restore a sense of vitality, basically to reclaim their health. And I wanted to join Speaker Sisterhood because I really wanted to be able to speak in front of groups. Speaking in front of groups has always been something I've shied away from. I've run from it because I've been very afraid of blanking out. (laughs) And I wanted to be able to speak more easily in front of groups of small groups and bigger groups for my work. So that's why I joined. So your fear was blanking out. Did you have any other fears of speaking in front of groups? Well, that I would, yes, yes, of course. (laughs) That blanking out would be the worst one. But, but I, I worried about being nervous. So nervous that I couldn't, that I would trip over my words. I worried about saying something stupid about boring the audience, about just being judged, I suppose, failing at it. Yeah. I worry about wasting people's time. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening right now could resonate with with what you're saying, that there's a lot of those fears about showing up and maybe what you're saying isn't that important after all (laughs) in the way that you're framing it. And so I'm glad that you're saying a lot of that because I think that's a lot of, it's it's a common and shared fear. So what did it feel like to give your first speech in the club? Well, terrifying. (laughs) It was, I was really nervous. I could hardly speak. I was really sweating when I sat down. I was just in a cold sweat, but I knew I wanted to do it. And I felt good at that afterwards that I had done it and I hadn't keeled over. I mean, <laughs> it was, I survived it. And the feedback was great and supportive and constructive. So I felt as though I had, some, I had something to, to work with for the next speech. And so I felt... And, but most of all, after giving my first speech, even though I was terrified doing it, and it, it took a lot of a lot for me to pull myself together to do it, I I really felt that the experience of that first speech reassured me that I was in a place where I could keep trying, and keep learning, and improve my speaking skills. So that was very reassuring because I had tried Toastmasters twice before; it didn't hold my interest or my commitment. It just didn't resonate for me. So my efforts before to address my fears about public speaking, I hadn't succeeded at. Or finally, I felt both the timing was good and then just the setting, 
the, the whole tenor that you have set for Speaker Sisterhood really resonates for me. So it works. And I thought I'm glad for that. Great. And so what has changed as you've continued giving speeches? I would say that I'm confident in my ability to do it. And I'm much more comfortable with feeling uncomfortable about giving speeches. I, I no longer run from it because I'm a bit of afraid of whether I'll do it well enough. Because I just I just have realized that I just have to get comfortable. I'm not an extroverted personality. It's never going to be super easy for me. But I know now that I can do it. And that, it, that just because I'm worried about it or nervous about it, it's not a, not a reason enough not to do it. And I, so I just got more comfortable with being uncomfortable and with trying to learn, just continuing to, to learn and to take the feedback that, that I was given, that I've been given by the group. And it's been really good constructive feedback, both supportive and really great suggestions about how to improve. Mm-hmm. So after receiving all of that feedback and doing your own reflections and continuing to give the speeches and be uncomfortable, what would you say your key takeaways are at this point after giving your 10 speeches in the curriculum and you know, spending about a year and a half going through this whole process? Well, the 10 speeches of the curriculum and then the speeches before the curriculum came out. So there were oh. some speeches that, that, you know, that it was sort of a pre-curriculum before, yeah. the, before the curriculum. <laughs> So for me, it was a total of 15 speeches, which is huge for me because I had, I don't think I'd ever done one before. So my, I'd say that my key takeaways is that most of all, I've really learned that I, that I enjoy the opportunity to connect with an audience around a topic that, that is of mutual interest, hopefully of mutual interest. I, I, and I find that when I see, when I think about giving a speech, in that way, I'm much less worried about me and about whether it'll be perfect or whether it'll be the most brilliant speech. If, if there's some content that I want to connect with the audience around, that it, it, I, I can see it as an opportunity. And so I, I value that. And I can see how useful it will be for, for my work. I mean, it is useful for my work and just for life. Yeah, why don't you ever... share the great news about an upcoming workshop you're doing? I am doing a workshop. Well, I was doing a workshop. I was supposed to do it last week and the snowstorm came roaring in the same night. So it's rescheduled for January, January 17th. And then I will be doing a workshop at River Valley Market on aging, fears and antidotes of aging, and which is a topic that I addressed in one of my speeches. Then after that, on February 12th, I'll be doing a, a, sec- a different workshop about brain health. And how long are those workshops? An hour and a half. That is amazing to me that you're doing a na- two 90-minute workshops after, yeah. you know, before feeling like I couldn't stand up there. I'll forget what I'm going to say. What if it's not useful? <laughs> you're giving 90 well, minutes. It, well, yes. And part of what really, I feel ready to do that. And I, you know, the, the first workshop is I'm using this as, as part of the material, I'm using a speech that I did for Speaker Sisterhood, mm-hmm. and I'm pulled it apart, and I've really, I used it as the basis for creating this workshop. So it's, it gives me the confidence to do it, I mean, that I've, that I've thought it through, and, you know, and then to do another workshop. I just, I feel ready to just not worry about being perfect, just doing, being more bold and doing the things that I know I want to do and need to do. 
Yeah, I love that so much. What would you say to another woman who is unsure about whether or not the speaker sisterhood would, would make sense for her? And if spending the time and money would even be a good investment for her? I would find out first, I'd ask her questions about how important is it to her? How much does she value being able to speak out, being able to speak up about whether it's a personal matter or a professional uh, matter or some social cause? or a political, uh, you know, a political leaning, or something, anything. How important is it to her? If she feels strongly about it, then I, w- I would share some of my experience of the things that I felt feel I've gained from going through this particular curriculum. And I would urge her to come to one or a couple of sessions. And then if that isn't, hasn't convinced her, to talk with, with, talk with me, talk with others who have who are members or have been members. Um, I would really urge her to, to consider it seriously because I think it really can make a huge difference. If one has an interest in being able to speak up for whatever reason, it's well worth one's while. Yeah, and I like that you're, you're framing it as speaking up and not so much public speaking because sometimes I think the assumption is, well, if I, don't want, if I don't want to be a motivational speaker, why would I join Speaker Sisterhood? But it's about so much more than that. It's just about communicating in everyday life. <laughs> it is. It's about a lot more. And I think that the curriculum that you've put together is really, it's tremendous because, right. because of the way you, you take an aspiring speaker through a journey of delving into personal, personal values, really. It's just really what uh, personal values and challenges and vision. And it's, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a learning opportunity in much more than speaking. So it's, it's, it's great to be able to put oneself into the content. Yeah. And so that being said, the fact that this, the curriculum is about more than speaking, what will you do differently as a result of your membership, maybe even beyond public speaking? Do you see yourself doing anything that maybe you wouldn't have done a year and a half ago? Well, I think being more bold about what I want to do with my work and worrying a lot less about whether I already know how to do what I want to do and just trying it. And just having fun with with exploring uncomfortable realms. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share before we go? Let's see. What else would I want to share? I think that you know when I was talking about the curriculum earlier, I think part of what it what what makes it so valuable for me, and I imagine for most, is that is that you have succeeded in. I think that the way you've set it up stretches anybody no matter where they are in their speaking journey. It provides an opportunity for anybody to, to go deeper or to go further. And so I think it's really well designed in, 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 that, in that respect. Thanks. And yeah, no, and, I, and let's see. So I think that you know, the rewards of, of doing the, the you know, going through the, the, speaking, the secret life of speaking up curriculum and the next I'm sure, uh, waiting for the next one are many, so the many rewards. And let's see, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the next curriculum. Excellent. And I thank you and Amber and your <laughs> whole very effective team. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a pleasure watching you grow as a speaker. And I know you're someone who, when you get up and you're talking about something that matters to you, you put a lot of emotion to it. And I think in the beginning, you were apologetic about that and you've really 
learn to own that and make that part of your power as a speaker. And it's been really, really special to see you just step into that and become so, so have such a presence and such a, a confidence around it. So I, I was excited to, to share your journey on the podcast today and hear more from you because I think there are a lot of listeners who want to build their speaking skills and they're curious about speaker sisterhood and to be able to hear from you what it's been like, I think is invaluable and also gives them a lot to think about. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. You're welcome, Angela. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Cecile Lackey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because I've had the privilege and the honor of watching you give speeches over the last year in our Speaker Sisterhood Club, and it has been so fun and just so exciting to watch you grow and watch you deliver speech after speech and become more skilled and more confident and more comfortable. And I wanted to have you on the show to hear more about it from your point of view. So before we Mm. jump into your experience in the club, why don't you tell us what you do professionally and why you decided to join Speaker Sisterhood? Yeah, great, thanks. So I'm an accountant, but I actually love working with small business owners to have them become friends with their numbers, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people is they don't like to uh, look at and understand their numbers. So I work with small business people to make friends with them, to get to know them, to let them use the numbers to help their business grow. And uh, it's really a lot of fun. That is so important. And I would say accounting is my weakness. And just hearing <laughs> you talk about making it fun and easy is like so reassuring. What, why did you join Speaker Sisterhood? Yeah, I joined, I had a very specific reason to join. Two friends of mine had asked me to officiate their wedding in front of 150 people. And of course I said yes, but I had no idea how I was going to pull it off. So when Amber told me about the uh, Speaker Sisterhood Club opening up, my heart was pounding, but I knew I had to be there. So that's why I joined, to, to be able to get in front of these people and not just do a wedding ceremony, but to really be present and have it make it really special and heartfelt. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Now I want to ask you what it was like to give your first speech at the club. I was there that day at the launch party and I saw you give your first speech, but what was it like from your point of view? What was it like in your body and your mind? What was going on over there? <laughs> I remember when Amber said that we would all have an opportunity to speak for a couple minutes. <laughs> like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly how I was feeling right now thinking about that. I was so nervous. It's like, I don't have anything to say. You know, I can't talk for two minutes. You know, it was horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think after you gave your first speech and you sat down? Uh, I survived. And you know, the other thing too, is like, I probably didn't finish, use up that two minutes but people applauded. They appreciated the fact that I got up there. And I know that I wasn't the only one feeling that way. So in a way, I felt a little accomplished to have at least have gotten up there and said, God only knows what I said, but I said something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you, you decided to join, what changed for you as you continued to give speeches? Mm, yeah, that, that's been amazing. You know, even my first formal speech in, when I joined the club, I was so nervous and I, I wrote it out word for word. Every word mattered in that speech. It just had to be perfect. I, I couldn't be messy. All eyes were going to be on me, which was hard to think of that uh, as well. And I was so surprised that how 
people enjoyed hearing what I was saying. They really did enjoy it. And so as time went on, I got more and more comfortable and I started not having to read my speeches, but share a little more, you know, freely with my thoughts and my words. And I actually get to the point where I like it now. I look forward to speaking. So it's, it's been a major change for me. I want to ask you about something you just said. You said you were surprised that people liked hearing from you and hearing what you had to say. Why was that surprising to you? Well, it, it wasn't something I grew up with necessarily. It was, it was very, very quiet. And, you know, sharing my thoughts hadn't been invited. And I was, so I was always afraid of being, you know, questioned on it and being made wrong or, you know, that they, it wasn't deep enough or, you know, it's just not something I was used to. So to have people actually want more of what I was saying was really quite empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I would assume some shift took place inside of you that when you speak, mm-hmm. people do listen and they do care about what you have to say. That's a huge, that's a huge change. <laughs> huge. Change. It's really made a huge difference for me in, in so many areas of my life. Yeah. Can you share some of your key takeaways and some of the benefits and things that have happened as a result of giving speeches? I think one of the big things is I don't shy away from knowing now that sometimes I do inspire others and whether it's intentional or not, just allowing myself to be me and not hold back as much. Some people find that inspiring. And for me, I love when people live their life fully, you know, with zest. And so if I can in any way show up more, more authentically and allow others to do the same thing, that's been good. And I notice it in my family. I notice that, that I'm, I'm way more open in meetings now. I'm, I'm now a club leader in two clubs, which I wouldn't have ever dreamed that would happen. Yeah. So I, I, it's kind of fun being a bit more of a leader. Mm-hmm. Well, now, let me just say this. I think people have always seen me as a leader, but I think it's more fun now owning the fact that I am a leader. I think it's great that you see yourself as a leader now and it just as much as others do, because it's so important, the stories we tell ourselves and the beliefs we have about who we are. And when we can step mm-hmm. into what other people see, we're able to live that that life that other people like kind of not expect from us, but... They, they can see it for us. And now finally we can too. That's really big. Yeah, so if, is- if, if you were talking to a friend or someone that you, you know, met at an event, a, a woman who was talking about her fear of public speaking and was thinking about joining Speaker Sisterhood, what would you say to her if she was unsure about whether or not this is for her? Yeah, I actually do that quite a little bit. And, and I love it because I know, I know what they don't know at this point. So I, I would tell them it's like, you know, this is such a safe and supportive environment to have a place to, you're going to be challenged, right? But you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to discover things about yourself that you didn't know, but also there's going to be parts of yourself that you're, you've kind of been wanting to get out. And this is a place to do that in a really safe environment. It is a public speaking club, but it's so much more than that. It's really a gift to yourself. I I cannot tell people how powerful you'll end up feeling this will be once you get in there. Just give it a try. Yeah. And I loved on Saturday, we had had a big company event and one of the club leaders described it as an act of self-care. And I love that. It really is a gift and it's a chance to take care of yourself in a totally different way. Now that you've, you've given your 
10 plus speeches in the first curriculum and you've spent over a year doing this, what will you do differently as a result of all this work and time you've spent building this amazing skill set? Yeah, I, I mean, I have to say that what I'm going to do differently is I just live my life more freely. I feel freer to just be myself. I don't, I don't have as many questions inside about, oh, don't show up this way or don't, you know, am I going to too much or hold back? It's like, I, I find myself in groups that I belong to, which the groups I belong to are all about empowering and inspiring people to make a difference in the world. And that's who I am. That's who we all are. But taking ownership of that is a very freeing and exciting experience for me. So, oh yeah. wow, that's the way. That's so exciting. <laughs> is there anything else you want to share, Cecile? I know you, I've said this to you many times, Angela, but I am so grateful for this journey that I've been on. And again, having joined just to be able to speak at a wedding and yet transform over this last year has been so powerful that I'm so grateful that. I've had the opportunity. I'm grateful that you're working with young girls for them to find their voices at such a young age. I don't care what age you are. There is so much of us that it, that we haven't tapped into and shown up in the world that Speaker Sisterhood allows that. I don't care what age you are. So I'm grateful for myself and I know it's making a difference in the world. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been a, such a tremendous journey for me too to be able to witness everybody changing and growing and know that I'm having some some part in that. And it is just so special. So It really is, yeah. I'm so glad that you joined and became part of our community and part of our family. And I'm glad that you were able to take some time to, to share that with everyone today. So thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. What did you think of that? Was it? Were you surprised at all? Were you inspired? Did you feel like, holy moly, those women are incredible? Yes, that's true. And I bet that if you go on this same journey, you will find out some of the same things about yourself. If you have any interest in, in learning about Speaker Sisterhood, building on your goals in 2019, showing up as a leader, being a better communicator, feeling more confident in yourself, doing it surrounded by a, a sisterhood, and just really honing those skills of communication and speaking up and showing up for yourself, this is the place for you. You can go to speakersisterhood.com, click on club directory, and find a club near you. And like I said, if there isn't one in your community, you can join our virtual club. Join women from all over the country who are doing the same work. Before I go, I want to mention our sponsors again. First, Studio. They are an amazing headphone company that is not just a tech device, but also an accessory. And they offer all kinds of styles and designs that work for your life. If you're active, if you like to listen to music while working, they have something for you. You can get the large noise canceling headphones or the smaller earbuds, all kinds of options. You can go to studio.com slash US, enter stage at checkout to get 15% off any purchase and also free worldwide shipping. And they have a special offer going on right now until the end of December that offers a free gift box with every purchase. And the link is in the show notes notes. So our second sponsor is Told Video, and they offer original, thoughtful storytelling for your brand. They're here to help you with your next step in marketing, a meaningful video. Let your story out into the world. Get it told. Learn more at toldvideo.com. If you liked today's episode, please leave a review. I'm going to start offering gifts for reviewers in 2019. So if you want to be part of that little 
opportunity. You can go to iTunes and rate the show, leave a review and help more people to find it. It's very easy. It takes just a couple seconds. And if you have any ideas for upcoming guests or show topics, or if there's things that you want to hear covered that I haven't gotten to yet, you can email me anytime and give me feedback and let me know what you're thinking. Angela at speakersisterhood.com. So that does it for me today. I'm looking forward to our final episode of 2019, where I'm going to share some of my top lessons from this year and just let you in on some of the things that I'll be working on next year and hopefully give you some inspiration and ideas for what you could be doing to continue growing in the years to come. So that does it for me today. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.